Although war-torn areas like Darfur, Afghanistan, and Iraq are a long way from serving often the most basic needs of their prospective countries when it comes to medical care, a unique volunteer effort could soon bring healthcare providers in these areas some valuable assistance via telemedicine and the latest technology thousands of miles away. It's called Icons in Medicine. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM Channel 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Dr. William Kennedy Smith. He's the president of the Center for International Rehabilitation. Dr. Smith, who specializes in rehabilitation medicine, is also founder of Physicians Against Landmines. He's a past recipient of the Scholl Recognition Award for Rehabilitation Research and a past member of the United States Council on International Disabilities. Dr. Smith is also an adjunct instructor at Northwestern University's Medical School, and he also happens to be the son of a former U.N. ambassador to Ireland, Gene Kennedy Smith, and he is the nephew of one of the nation's most influential members of Congress and an expert in health care policy, Senator Edward Kennedy of Massachusetts. Dr. Smith, welcome to ReachMD. Thank you, Bruce. Well, I had the pleasure of sitting in on a conference that you and some other physicians put on about this effort. So if you could tell us, what is Icons in Medicine, and how it came about, and how a lot of our medical professionals will be hearing about it in the uh, weeks and months to come? Sure. Briefly, Icons in Medicine is a volunteer effort which links volunteer specialty physicians with physicians who are practicing medicine in remote and medically underserved areas. These could be areas within the United States or, as you mentioned previously, in in some of the most challenging conditions abroad. And essentially how the program works is we ask volunteers to agree to do three consults per year over the Internet, and they receive these consults through their email inboxes in the form of a link. They can click on these links, and they'll see consults from physicians in a number of different areas who are requesting assistance with difficult cases. If they decide that this is a case they can help with, they accept the case and then get into a one-to-one dialogue with the remote physician about the particular challenges and possibilities of that clinical encounter. And the interesting thing is here is that a lot of new sort of telemedicine techniques can be done. And so if you are a physician in one of these areas, give us a range of what their needs might be and also some of the things that could be done. Well, these kinds of consults have been used uh, quite extensively in a number of different and very challenging environments from Kosovo to South Africa and many others. And essentially, the consult itself looks like the consult you might see in a hospital environment, except digital images are attached. And in areas where there's really limited bandwidth, that may be the extent of what you'll see. But in areas where you have a little bit more connectivity, you can also get streaming video and DICOM images, which are x-rays or MRI images as well, that allow you really to start to engage the remote physician in a serious conversation about the clinical challenges. And so for the physicians out there that are listening, other healthcare providers, this isn't something that would necessarily take them a lot of time, and they don't have to necessarily do it real time, do they? No, that's absolutely correct. The technique is called store and forward, which means essentially that the two parties don't have to be online at the same time. And what we're trying to do is really lower the barriers to participation in some of these areas and in some of these efforts. We want to make these kinds of volunteer efforts available to clinicians in the comfort of their own home or office 
in three consults a year as the minimum to entry, and we feel that's something that most of us can do on a volunteer basis, and we recognize that physicians are very busy people who often do a lot of the charitable work already, but this is a real opportunity to broaden clinical horizons, to get into some really interesting dialogues, and to make friends and colleagues in many parts of the world that you might not have a chance to visit. Now, if you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and join me today is Dr. William Kennedy Smith. He is the president of an effort that's going on that is reaching out to war-torn areas. He's the president of the Center for International Rehabilitation, and we're talking about icons in medicine, which is going to link doctors perhaps in the United States, perhaps in other areas, with areas of the world that are torn by war, lacking some basic needs with health care. What we're talking about is an effort to get these people consultations. And Dr. Smith, if you can tell us a little about when we met and my role as the Tribune, we talked about an incident in Darfur, for example. I mean, physicians, certainly there are health care providers that would love to be able to volunteer and go to these areas, but it's not even really possible. They would be in harm's way. So the interesting thing about this effort is that basically a physician could be in the privacy of their home home or their office, and they would really be doing some real good. And I know you brought up a a very interesting example that went on in Darfur in the last year or so. Sure. And before I mention that, I also want to say thank you to some of the organizations that are currently partnering with us on this effort, including the National Arab American Medical Association, the Iraqi Medical Sciences Association, and the Chicago Medical Society. And those organizations have formed chapters, and we're hoping other organizations will as well, to try to recruit volunteers to be part of this effort. And I think you were referring, Bruce, to a physician in Darfur who has been treating the victims of torture there and actually had come under a lot of government pressure because in Darfur, prior to the last couple of years, you required a license from the government actually to treat victims of torture. And this fellow refused to apply for the licenses, which weren't being granted because the victims of torture were obviously being tortured by the government that was supposed to be granting a license for their treatment. So he refused to do that and just opened a clinic for the victims of torture who, and he actually won the Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights Award this past year for his efforts. But in doing that, we're helping him to create linkages to various groups around the United States and in other countries that are familiar with some of the psychological sequela of torture and some of the techniques that can be used really to provide assistance. So he's not alone in his work. He feels that he has the support of colleagues in other countries and around the world. And there are many other examples of people like that, even here in our own country, who are dealing with enormous challenges in medicine and are grateful often just for the opportunity to try to solve some of these problems with the fellowship of a colleague. Yeah, and when you think about it, when Icons in Medicine gets rolling, I mean, there are probably and unfortunately hundreds if not thousands of examples out there where a physician or other provider is just alone and they don't know what to do and they don't have anybody to reach out to for certain things. And they're probably also seeing in these war-torn areas things that you just don't see every day. And so that's probably one of the key things is that just to reach out to these people and let someone know that they're there because they probably don't have anybody for miles. 
Yeah, I mean, there are all kinds of regional networks that form, and I know Jay Sanders, who's one of our advisory board members, gave the example of heart disease in Latin America and Chagas disease, which is something we don't often see here, but something that presents a clinical picture which is slightly different. So you do have an opportunity to work with colleagues on cases that may be different from what you see every day, and so the learning process goes both ways. Often you learn as much in the encounter as the person who's asking for advice might, and you always have an opportunity to review the initial case before deciding whether or not this is something you feel comfortable providing assistance on. And it will initially start in Middle Eastern countries, is that correct? Because I know one of the original founders of this group is the Arab Medical Association. Is that where it's initially going to start? And also, where else could it go? Well, we have a major outreach in in the Middle East. As you know, we just hosted the uh, Iraqi Minister of Health's visit to Chicago this past week, and we're trying to provide some assistance to the health sector there, as well as in other countries. But We also are conducting outreach in the Balkans with our sister program at the University Clinical Center in Tuzla, Bosnia, and we will be conducting outreach both in Latin America and Africa later this year. The great thing about the Internet, as you know, is that it really permits these kinds of exchanges without regard to border or time zone. So we're very excited about the possibility of ramping this up in a short period of time to cover really countries all over the world. And as you roll it out, do you think that there could eventually be, certainly there would probably be a need, but would it be something that could be done domestically in the United States? No, absolutely. And that's not something we plan to do down the line. That's something we want to do right away. If people have a preference for a geographic area that they want to work in, they can absolutely do that. So if you're an Indian American physician and you want to work with clinics in India, you can do that. If you're, on the other hand, a physician who wants to work domestically in the United States and There are plenty of examples of underserved areas from the Mississippi Delta to parts of Appalachia to Indian reservations where people don't really have access to certain kinds of medical knowledge. And this effort is to try to deliver medical knowledge whenever it's needed to the point of care. And we feel these volunteers are uniquely suited to do that, and we want to give them the flexibility to be able to decide where it is that they really want to focus. And also, do you think that certain specialties or there are certain needs that would work better for telemedicine? So if any of our medical professionals out there are listening, you know, maybe I think that there were certain areas that when I talked to you people a week or so ago that they were talking that in it would be certain chronic conditions or would be there be areas where there would be surgeons on the other end. Do you see any specific areas that might be more in need than others? Well, in the experience we've had, working with these kinds of technologies in various settings, the traditional kinds of specialties that have engaged have been specialties like dermatology, radiology, surgical wound care, infectious disease. But what we're really interested to see is, I mean, this is a self-organizing community, and our website is at www.iconsinmed.org www.iconsinmed.org. And it's really organized along the lines of a MySpace or a Facebook where practitioners can go in and put a small profile of themselves and their practice area up so that you can see who you're consulting with and who is consulting with you. And they join chapters, and we are very interested to see the kinds of demand that this program unearths and also the kinds of people who might bring things to the table that we might not have foreseen in the first place.
Well, I would like to thank Dr. William Kennedy Smith, who has been our guest. We have been talking about Icons in Medicine. It's an effort by a group that is reaching out to war-torn areas, areas of the world that, quite frankly, do not have a physician or other practitioner to even bounce something off of. And so the group is reaching out through the Center for International Rehabilitation. Uh, Once again, the website for physicians who are out there, other providers listening, is www.iconsinmed.org. That's www.iconsinmed.org. I'd like to thank Dr. William Kennedy Smith, who has been our guest. I'm Bruce Japson with the Chicago Tribune. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157. To listen to our on-demand library, visit us at reachmd.com, register with promo code RADIO, and receive six months free streaming for your home or office. If you have comments or suggestions, call us at 888-MD-XM-157. And I'd like to thank you today for listening.